again as we continue our series, Fired Up and Going Through the Book of Acts. This morning we're looking at Strengthened in the Faith, and we are in Acts chapter 14, verses 21 through 28. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraged them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church, and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord, in whom they put their trust. After going through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word in Pergamum, they went down to Adaliah. From Adaliah they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them, and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, so good to have you here. Uh, I don't know, I hope everyone had a vacation this summer, vacation, anyone, everyone, I hope. And uh, Sven and I always take a vacation, and a lot of times it's to Florida. I don't know how you do your, your vacations, but a lot of times for our return trip, it is, it's a marathon. So on the way down, we're kind of casual, we're going to get there, but we're not under the press of the schedule. But uh, two years ago, we had to get back. I had some things I had to go to, and Savannah had something. And uh, we took off early in the morning, really early in the morning, and the weather did not cooperate. And so we had to drive back, and it was just storming. In fact, we nearly missed uh, a tour, at least one tornado, maybe more. In Georgia, trying to navigate through Atlanta in the midst of just, it was just coming down unbelievably. And uh, this year was better. It was again a marathon. I had to come back for a conference, so get here and then leave. And then Savannah also had summer job at Purdue. And it was, a, it was a marathon. So glad she can drive now, but it really helps a lot. And contrast that for a minute with another vacation we had. We went out west a number of years ago. And the return trip was really as eventful and thought out as the trip out there. It was kind of a big circle. And we had all these things planned, not only sort of all the way out, as we looked at Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone, Grand Canyon, we came back through Santa Fe, went through Colorado, and it was just rich on the way back, and it was just enjoyable. And so, I don't know about you, but that's the kind of return trip that I, that I like, that is not just sort of uh, in a rush, in a hurry, doing all those kinds of things. And so I want you to think about that in the back of your mind this morning. As you look at this return trip of Paul and Barnabas on the first missionary trip, and we've been going through the book of Acts, and it said that Pentecost is not just a day, but it's a season. We think about the Holy Spirit. In fact, it's a season of the church. And so it's the Acts of the Apostle, but also the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. A great theme in the book of Acts is a renewal through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about opening the windows, even as that first day of Pentecost when the Spirit blew through and uh, ignited people like their lives being kindled. And indeed, there were even flames that were seen above their heads. And the word was preached, and everyone from different countries heard it. We talked about rekindling the faith in our lives, and we think seen people with had boldness of faith. We've seen the testimony of Stephen, the first deaconess. He was willing to give his life as the first martyr and was all in. And we thought about Peter speaking with boldness and healing folks and being set free from prison. And we looked at Paul knocked off his horse and we looked at a, a table, an image of communion to all people and the good news to all people. 
And this morning we think about strengthening in the faith on this return trip. And so this is the first missionary journey. And we've got a little diagram up here. And uh, Paul and Barnabas traveled by boat, my favorite mode of transportation, other than maybe air sometimes. But uh, you can see they went down to Cyprus, looked at Barnabas, and then uh, went out. And you can see that on the return trip, basically, they were very thoughtful about where they went. And the reason they were thoughtful about that is they realized that faith and discipleship is not a one and done experience. Faith and discipleship is not a one and done experience. It requires being strengthened in the faith. And I think that's so powerful. And, and Paul and Barnabas, even on this, this was the very first missionary trip ever. And uh, as they realized, as they went through this crescent and came back around, that they had to go back and they had to visit the churches, they had to strengthen them in the faith. And I wonder this morning, as you're thinking about being here Sunday morning, one of the reasons we're here is to be strengthened in the faith, to think about the hardships that we go through day to day, to think about coming here to be strengthened for the hardships, to be encouraged, even as they did. To think about offering our gifts and talents. We've been talking about three questions to ask as we look at the book of Acts. And the first is, what is your level of passion? Right? Fired up is the theme of this. And those early disciples were fired up. They needed to be rekindled as Paul and Barnabas came back around. And then I challenge you to think about the gifts that you have to share. What gifts and talents has God given you that through the power of the Holy Spirit you might share with others and make a difference in people's lives? And then I've also challenged us to think about the level of resilience. Resilience is the ability to bounce back as we face hardship, challenge, and difficulty. The Holy Spirit makes it possible to face those challenges and difficulty. The Holy Spirit empowers us and makes our life able to climb the mountains that are in our way. And so Paul and Barnabas were doing all three things as you look at that. So I want you to think about some of those key words in that passage this morning. And it says in verse 22, strengthen the disciples and encourage them to remain true to the faith. And I want you to think about, first of all, that it's not just Paul and Barnabas, but the disciples and the church doing that with each other. How are you about thinking about needing strength and encouragement in your life? How are you about strengthening and encouraging others? How are you about providing a context, worship, and Bible study, and prayer, and fasting to allow God to strengthen you and to encourage you? And, and I like what it says here. We, Paul says this, to remain true in faith, he says we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I don't know, sometimes you listen to, I don't know, a sermon, a lecture or something, and it's like, well, you know, if you just accept God, everything is like, you know, a paved road to heaven. It's just, you know, flowers, roses, everything's good, everything's easy. And there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that at all. In fact, right here it says, you have to go through many hardships in order to find heaven, in order to make it through. And Paul and Barnabas knew that, even on this first missionary journey, and they knew it about the lives of people they were breathing the Holy Spirit into and sharing the good news of the Lord. So today, what are your expectations for life? I mean, we want life to be easy. We want life to be easy to leave. But the reality is we're going to face challenges, hardships, and difficulties through life. And how are you being prepared to do exactly that? Well, just to be strengthened in faith Sunday morning to open your hearts and lives to the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God. All the things that God has for you. And so they were doing exactly that. And then, I love this, they 
appointed elders. Now this, you were here with this before, we did the first appointment of deacon, which was Stephen. This is the first recording of elders being appointed. And what's the context, right? We have elders in our church. The context is there's supposed to be people that were mature people in the faith, people of prayer and fasting, as you see there. And they were there to assist Paul and Barnabas in encouraging people in the faith, to help teach them, to help encourage them along the way of life. And that's what our elders are to be doing as well. That has never changed in 2,000 years, okay? I don't care what you've heard, what you've grown up with, it's right here, there's other places in scripture too. That's the purpose of elders, to help assist the pastor and encouragement. But you don't have to be an elder. All of us can do that, right? You can encourage people in the faith, you can strengthen them. You can put your arm around them when they're facing hardships. Man, I gotta tell you that so many of our folks have faced one kind of obstacle or difficulty or another. And I know a number of our folks have faced cancer. And it's so beautiful to me, not just to be able to pray with them around the altar, maybe anoint them with oil as we and the elders pray together, but also sometimes you know, after the worship service, people linger here at church or out in the gathering space. And I see one of the people who've had cancer before, and God has ministered them through a medical means and through the power of prayer, come around that person, put their arm around them, begin to share what God has done for them. And not promise that things will turn out exactly like them, but promise them that they will be with them as they travel the journey, whatever it is, as they face that challenge. I've seen other moments where people have lost loved ones, and once again, I see our people have lost loved ones come up to them and to share how God has been with them, and they don't have all the answers, but what they can say is, I'll be there with you as a brother or sister in Christ as you journey together. And isn't that what we all need? It's not a one and done thing. It's a continuing following of Christ. That's what discipleship is. And discipleship, the root is discipline. It's tough. Everything that takes discipline is tough. If you're working out, you're running, <laughs> and you try that, keep doing it, it takes discipline. You know, some days are easy, you get up and go, I don't want to run, right? Or I want to work out in the gym. And other days, you wake up and you don't feel that way. But if you have the perseverance to be able to face that, face the difficulty, then it's, then it's easier. And if you have a friend to come around you and say, hey, let's go to the gym together. Hey, let's go running together or face whatever it is, then it makes it all the easier. So how are you this morning? I don't know how you come to worship, maybe you feel like, man, I, I feel weak, I feel like I can't overcome the challenges and adversity and the obstacles that I face. I encourage you just to open your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit that is present with us. It's like God has two arms of love reaching out to us, and, and one, you kind of one in the same, but they're different in some respects. One is the arm of love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Gave his life on the cross, was raised in new life. And then there's the arm of the Holy Spirit that comes around us, that embraces us. Paraclete means to surround, to surround. That is the word for the Holy Spirit. Paraclete means the encourager, the comforter. And you and I are about the ministry of the Holy Spirit when we are about encouraging, strengthening, and loving each other. How are you doing with that this morning? Receiving it also, giving it, and offering it to, to others as well. In Colossians 2, 6 and 7, that Marianne read earlier, Paul, again writing to one of the churches that he ministered to on one of his missionary trips, says this, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, 
rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith, as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. That is all those key things again, doesn't it? As Paul himself writes that word, and of course Acts is written by Luke, about a lot of things that Peter, Paul, and other disciples did. But it is continue to live, not just one and done, continue to live. And the imagery is one of a, a tree or a plant, right? With roots, being rooted in Christ. Anyone on farmers or gardeners, we got lots of both of them out there, know that you need good roots in order to grow. And so how do we have good roots? Well, think of Psalm 1, like a tree planted by streams of water, that the roots go down as the trunk and the branches go out. When you're rooted in Christ, you are rooted in the strengthened nurture of the Holy Spirit, rooted in the soil of Scripture and the tradition of the apostles. And, and build up, right? Grounded, you can use it, but built up as it goes down, the roots go down, then the tree goes up. Strengthened in the faith, there again, as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Well, thankfulness. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not complaining, not grumbling, right? But full of thankfulness. There's all kinds of hardship that we face, but are you overflowing with the thankfulness of the Holy Spirit? What is your attitude? Is it an attitude of gratitude? Man, they got wasted when we get Paul and Silas in prison, and it's such a great picture. But you look at Paul and Silas throughout the journey, and all the challenges and obstacles, difficulties, and hardships they faced. Man, being, had people throwing stones at them until they were left for dead, or being thrown in prison, or being beaten with, uh, with bats, and just left there. And throughout it all, they had a positive attitude. I don't know if you're facing this worse than that, but they faced all of it. Lots of brothers and sisters in Christ, and family members in Christ, and yet they kept a positive attitude by what God was doing to them. Friends, I, I know that the life of faith is not always easy. It isn't for me. I know it isn't for you. But Christ alone was there with us for us all along the journey. God has given his life that we would know forgiveness, God's grace in our life. But God has also given us the power of the Holy Spirit that we can face challenges and obstacles and we can overcome them. So whatever you're facing today, whatever hardship, difficulty, adversity, know this, that you can be strengthened in the faith. And God intends you to be strengthened in the faith. And when you are strengthened in the faith, share it with a brother or sister in struggle. I was thinking about the rocket launch tomorrow. Man, I don't know if you're a space fan, but I am, right? The Artemis rocket takes off tomorrow. If you're not, I just want you to know, we're on our way back to the moon. The Artemis rocket is, um, I guess the technical term is the, it's a big-ass rocket, okay? So, <laughs> that word's in fire, don't worry. Uh, it is, this is a huge rocket. And uh, it's back, uh, Bob and Becky and Mark are down there, they're gonna be good seat for that, and it's really exciting. As we think about this giant rocket that is uh, is taking off, it's going to test uh, the ability to go. It's unmanned. It's going to test the ability to go to the moon and, and the trajectory. It's going to be sort of a uh, way to go to Mars eventually too. As we think about that technology, and uh, maybe the first woman on the moon. So uh, hopefully it's a Purdue grad, right? So um, we got the first and last man on the moon. We share like the first woman, but we'll be sharing no matter what. But I was I was thinking about. Uh, that rocket, and uh, I'm always excited about space. I couldn't help but go back to July 21, 1969, when Apollo 11 landed on the moon. 
and remember Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin and the whole crew there. And that descent onto the moon was, uh, was a lot harder and more difficult and, and challenging than what they conveyed over the news. In fact, later we would find out that they thought they might have had 10 seconds of fuel left on that descent because it did not go as planned. And it was exhausting. This is the first time they try something like that. And the technology of 1969 is not what it is today, okay? Whether it's the, the metals or whether it's the computer systems. And so it was basically a, a, a main land. And it uh, wasn't the smoothest landing in the world, but it was okay. And the astronauts had thought ahead of time what to do. Buzz Aldrin was a community, was a um, elder in the Presbyterian Church. And he had already decided what he was going to do, which was he was going to take a communion set that was already been consecrated by the pastor, and that he was going to celebrate communion. And the world didn't know that, um, but he knew that he would be needed to be strengthened in the faith before they faced the challenge of actually opening the door and walking on the moon for the very first time. NASA did share around the world to ask people to pray whatever faith that they had to pray for them as they tried to recover because it was very, very stressful and they knew it would be exhausting going to the moon, just the stress and the anxiety of that moment. And so they prayed as people around the world prayed and unbeknownst to us until much later. Buzz Aldrin celebrated Holy Communion on the moon. Before opening the door, walking out, and Neil Armstrong had that famous walk. And uh, one small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. He knew that he needed strength for that moment. Both of those men had very, very deep faith and uh, blessed people with their testimony. Well, you might not be walking on the moon, but you are walking on a journey of faith. Sometimes it's a small step, sometimes it's a giant leap. But friends, we all need to be strengthened in the faith to face the challenges and adversity that we do, in fact, face in life. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, adversity and difficulty, and be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Whatever you're facing today, you can be strengthened in faith through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I invite you to do so. You join me in prayer. Lord, as we think about this moment in the life of the apostles and the life of the early church, when the apostles not only shared the faith, but Paul and Barnabas were so intentional about having a return trip, to strengthen the disciples, to strengthen the church, and to invite other leaders too to join in that ministry of strengthening others in the faith, to face the hardship, obstacles, and challenges of life. But help us to open our hearts and lives to the strengthening power of your Holy Spirit this morning. The Lord once strengthened and blessed. Help us to bless and strengthen others through our words of encouragement. We pray this in Christ's name. And all his people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you.